Missionary Hudson Taylor said the primary qualification of a missionary is not love for souls, as we often hear, but rather a love for Jesus Christ. The 19th century evangelist Charles G. Finney said, Revival is the renewal of the first love of Christians, resulting in the conversion of sinners to God. It presupposes that the church is backslidden, and revival means conviction of sin and searching of hearts among God's people. Revival is nothing less than a new beginning of obedience to God. Now, that's the message to the churches today. That's a message to our hearts. Are you ready to open your heart to it? This is our anniversary edition of Dayspring. Hi, everybody. I'm Joe Alcorn, your program host. It was 25 years ago a man had a vision to teach God's standard for holy living. And Rex Bullock has been faithful to that calling all these years. Will you join us through the means of radio in celebrating our silver anniversary? Today's sermon by Rex is called A Message to the Churches. We'll be visiting with Rex in about three minutes. But right now, let's open our worship time with a Mosey Lister song. I'm still feeling fine. Once upon a time I was feeling mighty fine And I said it in a happy song I said it cause it told just how I felt And my friends started singing along If you ask me if I'm still feeling fine right now I can answer with an all-time guess I can tell you how I feel There's never any need to guess I'm still
And an amen to that. I'm still feeling fine. Say, if you've just tuned our way, this is Dayspring. It's our Silver Anniversary Edition. And here's Rex Bullock. Welcome. Welcome to all of you. Wherever you may be, whatever you're doing right now, thanks for joining us. And this is such a special weekend. It's special to us because this is the weekend that we are celebrating our silver anniversary for Dayspring Ministries. 25 years ago, Dayspring Ministries started. We started on two rather small radio stations, and now we encompass a network of stations all around the world. And we give God the honor and the praise and the glory. You'll be hearing excerpts from our anniversary uh, sessions together as we uh, move along in the coming days and months. But I just wanted you to know that today we are praising God. And the victorious music that we have just heard is representative of the fact that uh, truly we're worshiping God. Truly we're sensing the power and the presence of God in our lives. And after 25 years, it only gets better. And we are thanking God for these past years, thousands of programs produced, both on our weekend program, Day Spring, and our daily program, Power Surge. We're so thrilled that we have the opportunity of, of teaching victorious Christian living now in the 21st century. Ah, oh, thank God for the possibility that you and I can be victorious Christians. In an age of decadence, we can truly live the Christ life and bear his cross. You and I today are going to be looking at the churches of Asia Minor, those seven churches in which God had a message for. In fact, it's the last message of Christ to his church. It's important to us as we look at renewing our own commitment to keep spreading the news, the good news of Jesus Christ around the world. Well, I'm glad that you're here. I hope that you'll pray that this weekend will truly be owned and blessed of God as we celebrate together. That uh, celebration is taking place in uh, the beautiful city of Indianapolis, Indiana, USA. We're having a tremendous time. Great banquet on Friday night, Saturday night, a concert with Calvin Hunt of the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir, Sunday, a marvelous day of uh, music and the teaching, preaching of the Word of God. So many friends are with us, and uh, now you're joining us uh, by way of radio all around the world. Praise God. Well, I uh, I just am excited about uh, today's ministry, as I am every week. It's a true thrill of my heart to come. And Joe, I'm so glad that you're here. I'm glad for our staff of people that uh, support this ministry, that uh, make these programs possible, and uh, our stations that air Dayspring all the way down the line around the world. For those new stations that are just coming on, for those that have been broadcasting this ministry for more than 20 years, we're deeply, deeply grateful and we thank you. We have a special book for you. It's called Thank You. It comes with a lovely CD. They're beautiful, and I, I, I want you to have it. We want to place it in your hands as a gift for just being here and being a part of our great Dayspring family. 
Joe Alcorn is here to tell you how that you can receive your copy. So listen up and get the various ways that uh, you can communicate with us. Communication, you know, is a two-way street. We're communicating right now. Would you return the favor and let us know that you're there? That's so important to know that here after 25 years, you're there. And we thank you. Here's Joe. Well, listening friend, it's been quite a ride through Anniversary Month, and it's been your support and prayers through these many years that's kept us afloat, and for that we thank you. We have a special gift as our thanks. It's a book of thanks, and along with it comes a CD with Ray Bolt singing the song, Thank You for Giving to the Lord. Claim your gift this week as you write Dayspring, Post Office Box 56300, Portland, Oregon 97238. Orders can also be placed at our web store online at www.dayspringradio.com. You can also order by phone, toll-free, 1-800-783-DAYS. And for personal messages for Rex, you can email him, rex at dayspringradio.com. And now before Rex steps to the microphone, the singers sing about being witnesses for him.
And now with today's message, here's Rex. The last words of Jesus to the church were a challenge to repent rather than a call to missions. I think that's rather interesting. It's somewhat significant, my friend. Five of the churches of Asia were urged to repent. Now, perhaps some of you have toured those sites where uh, the ancient churches were in Asia Minor, Troas, Miletus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, Laodicea, Ephesus. You certainly remember the names because they're all written about in Revelation chapter 2. The scriptures tell us much about these churches and especially the church of Ephesus. During one of his visits, Paul spoke in the synagogue for three months. And though the opportunity was great, the opposition was fierce. But out of this crisis, something happened that was to impact the world. Revival occurred. Luke writes, fear fell on them all. And the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified, and many who had believed came confessing and telling their deeds. That must have been quite a scene. Paul devoted approximately three years of his life to Ephesus, establishing a promising church known for its orthodoxy and for its discipline. It was also known for its steadfastness. But after about 30 years, the flame of love began to flicker. Something began to happen. The fires started to bank and wane and go out. And this is the resulting rebuke. You can read about what God says, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Well, first love is a Christian's early devotion to Jesus Christ. It's the affection that that Christian experienced when he just first came to know God and believed the gospel. It's really comparable to... that first love that you had as a teenager. I remember mine. I was smitten. (laughs) She was beautiful. I I, I was just taken aback. In fact, uh, she took my breath away. And and I wanted to be near her. If I could just see her. If I could just look at her. There was something that was so mesmerizing. I melted. Tears would come into my eyes. I, I I would think about her when I was awake trying to do schoolwork. I, I, I would close my eyes, and there she was. What was the condition? I, I was in love. It was first love. It was beautiful. It was something exciting. My heart palpitated. It pounded, in fact. Well, that's first love religion. It's that joy that you sensed when you were forgiven and when Jesus was was on the throne of your life and supreme in your being. Missionary Hudson Taylor said the primary qualification of a missionary is not love for souls, as we often hear, but, but rather a love for Jesus Christ. That ought to be the primary qualification for anything we do, a love for Jesus Christ. The 19th century evangelist Charles G. Finney said, Revival is the renewal of the first love of Christians, resulting in the conversion of sinners to God. It presupposes 
that the church is backslidden and revival means conviction of sin and searching of hearts among God's people. Revival is nothing less than a new beginning of obedience to God. You may want to write that down, Charles G. Finney. Revival is nothing less than a new beginning of obedience to God. So, that's first love. How is first love lost? How does it slip away? Well, I heard the story some years ago about an American eagle flying from a riverbank to a lofty mountain peak. And that eagle soared upward. But then it it faltered and plunged back to earth, dead. Somebody had seen that eagle and and there was a search made, and upon examination it was discovered that a small weasel had dug its claws into the eagle's abdomen. And as the bird ascended to escape, the weasel was draining its life's blood. You know, that's the way sin works. It, 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 it drains us of life. It's safe to say that if we take a favorable attitude toward sin, God then must take an unfavorable attitude toward us. If you have a love for sin, if you have a love for this world, then you don't have a love for Jesus Christ. The Bible pictures Jesus as the bridegroom and his followers as his bride. And because of this relationship, the Lord looks to each of us, his believers, for the love of a bride. Well, once again, we we make that comparison. In, in the human relationship of marriage, first love is urgent, it's deep, it's total. We give ourselves exclusively to each other. But if we're not careful, after a while that love can diminish, and it can die. At times, the people around us make demands on our marriage. And either we learn how to keep love fresh, or you know what happens? We begin to grow apart. It begins to die. And in much the same way, our love for Christ can be lost. Like the Ephesians, we so easily become preoccupied doing good things. And you know what we forget? We forget our lover the lover of our soul. We forget Jesus, our bridegroom. Easy to happen, my friend, in a world that is binging on things and that is taken up in its own pursuits. It's easy to have a, kind of a lukewarm attitude. It's easy to lose that passion of love, that fire. It's easy just to kind of, hey, Everything becomes perfunctory. Everything becomes routine. Everything becomes sort of ritualistic. We go through the motions. That's losing our first love. I want to just, uh, I want to mention one other thing. How can we get it back? How can we restore first love if it can be lost by neglect? and allowing other things to enter in, then the first step to restoring it is to remember, to remember 
Think about that for a moment. You may want to write it down. The Lord is found where we left him. In fact, in Revelation chapter 2, verse 5, he says, Remember from where you have fallen. Remember from where you have fallen. Remember when you enjoyed the presence of God on a daily basis. Remember when the songs that you sang in church or in your in your group echoed in your heart all day long. Remember when you unashamedly wept out of gratitude for God's goodness in your life. Remember. Remember. Dottie Rambo, some years ago, penned these words. Roll back the curtains of memory now and then. Show me where you brought me from and where I might have been. Remember I'm human and I tend to forget. So remind me. Remind me, dear Lord. You and I need to remember. You remember, remember the goodness of God. Remember what he's done. Remember the pit from whence you came. Remember how it used to be before Christ. Well, if the first step is to remember, the second step is to repent. Holy memories should lead to holy deeds. And to repent means to turn around. To quit going one way, to turn completely around, go the other way. Repentance involves a change of heart, a change of mind, and a change of life. It means to go back and humbly start again. That's what it means. So you and I need to repent. If we've lost first love, we need to repent. The third step that Christ gives us is to return. You see, repentance results in a return to what Jesus called first works. Surely this includes fellowship with God. It includes daily prayer time. It includes involvement in the lives of others. Oh, yeah. You see, first works is the twin of first love. Do you want a restoration of your first love? Would you like to have the joy once again? Would you like to have that passionate heart? Would you like to just have, be in love with Jesus? Well, these verses conclude with a very serious warning from the Lord. In verse 5 of Revelation 2, he says, I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. God's message to the church is the same today as it was to the first century churches, and the call is to either revival or removal. This may seem like a a rather interesting topic for an anniversary message when we're thinking about all of the good things that God has done for us over 25 years, the thousands and thousands of letters, the the hundreds of people who have been strengthened and who have really found definite, direct help from these ministries, the scores of individuals who have specifically come to know the Lord. I want to tell you why I am speaking along this line today is because for us here, we want to have first love religion. First love, passion. 
It's not enough to rest on laurels of the past. It's not enough to see victories from uh, the distant past. It's not enough to have a good testimony years ago. It's not enough to, to just say, wow, I remember when we had all of these wonderful things. No, no. How, how is it right now? Are you in love? Is your love passionate? Is it burning? Do you love Jesus Christ more than anyone else in all the world? Hmm. Do you have first love religion? You see, that's why it's important as we look to our future, whether it be 25 years, 50 years, whatever, how long we may have, that we have a passionate heart and a love and a fervency for Jesus Christ that sends us, that, that compels us as we reach and teach around the world. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your support. Friends, as we move along together, let's have a hot heart, a holy heart, a heart of first love, a heart that really beats with the heart of the Master. Just Let's just pray together right now. Would you, would you do that with me? Father, I thank you for this great celebration time. I thank you for all that has taken place and all that has happened across these years. But God, more than anything else, we want your smile of approval and we want to love you with all our hearts. We want to have you at the center, at the very throne of our being. And we'll praise you. Amen and amen. Thank you, Rex, and thank you for your integrity and faithfulness in teaching God's standard for holy living the past 25 years here on Dayspring. Well, anniversary month is just about over, my friend, and it could be your last opportunity to order the Thank You book along with the Ray Bolt CD. Order quickly while supplies last. By mail, it's Post Office Box 56300, Portland, Oregon 97238. And if you're online, click on our web store at www.dayspringradio.com. And we're as near as your telephone, toll-free, 1-800-783-DAYS. Well, next week, join us as we begin our second 25 years of faithful broadcasting. On behalf of all of us here at Dayspring, goodbye until next week at this same time on this fine station for Dayspring. Happy on the journey and I'm still feeling mighty Yeah.